The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, Dr. Bill here. Welcome back after Leap. Oh my gosh, it's been unbelievable from Norway to Italy to Abu Dhabi to Leap. By the way, Leap was off the hook. I can't say enough about what an amazing Leap Week we had. And thank you guys for all your support. We are going to continue our series where we do a weekly Meet the Mentor, where you guys get to know know, some very successful people on a little bit more intimate level. Um, This is my friend Chaz Dean. Chaz and I actually met when we did Brand New You back in about 2005 or 2006. Uh, So basically it was a takeoff of a uh, extreme makeover you bringing women from the UK to the US, and they were hilarious. Uh, we had such a great time with these ladies. But let me tell you about Chaz. Uh, a Los Angeles stylist, Chaz Dean has a celebrity clientele list that reads like a who's who of Hollywood. Yet the humble hearted hair designer has a zen like aura surrounding him that instantly puts his clients at ease. Uh, from photography to managing a hair salon to actually owning and running a salon, he then started creating the When Hair and Body products that are phenomenal, world-class, and some are category killers. Um, I use all of them now. Chaz has been using them from head to toe. I'm Chaz Dean. Um, He's an inspiration to people all over the world, and he's changed so many lives by helping give people the hair they've always wanted. Chaz, I want to hug you. Thank you so much for being here and for coming and speaking at LEAP, too. The students loved him. We do these little mini TED Talks at LEAP, and Chaz was one of the speakers. So I know you started off in photography, and you kind of segue into managing a hair salon, but then it, it exploded. You actually bought the hair salon, moved the hair salon up into the Glen, right? And that was the beginning of, of a huge career. Yeah, it's kind of where I started. I did. I started out right out of high school doing hair. Um, started, I was 19 assistant. years old. I was 19 years old when I started. You still are. I still am because <laughs> of when. Thank you. Um, but it, it's just I, I'm grateful. And that's why speaking at LEAP, what I loved about it is not everybody knows that that age. I, I remember when you take those aptitude tests and you, everything's in there. And what career do you want? I'm like, none of them spoke to me. So I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I knew I loved photography. So it started out there. I wanted to learn more about my photography. So it was hair and makeup, right. incorporated all that. And once I got into hair, I'm like, it was a no brainer. I'm like, God, I love doing this and making people happy. I do it with hair, face, body, and skin now. But it started with hair. You do it with teeth and you know how good it makes them feel about their smile. Me, it's when you have a great hair day, you can be wearing anything and you feel great about yourself. So me, it's hair, you, it's teeth. Now, But you know what? You and I have something very similar, and this is going to be a different kind of interview that you've ever done before. No, no, don't be scared. I don't know where he's going with this. No, listen, I went to dental school, right? Mm -hmm. I learned teeth. That's what they teach in dental school. They don't teach you business. You know, they didn't teach me how to build 
a tooth whitening company from zero to $1.3 billion in sales, right? I, what I want to know is, okay, you know, you decided photography was your calling. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it's, it was the beginning. But, you know, now you go in and, and you're managing a salon. How did you learn the skills to actually manage. I mean, a lot of the learning I did was kind of on the, like I started taking business classes at UCLA at night while I was, you know, building my company with my partners and stuff. Cause I didn't know that. How did you learn that? Or was it all kind of on the job learning? It, it was definitely on the job learning. And it started out um, like becoming, you know, first an educator and teaching classes. Oh my God, I can do this. And I enjoy doing this because Teaching, obviously, we all know that when you teach, you learn. That's a huge part of it, is you learn from teaching. And then I became an assistant manager, and part of it was is the person that was the manager was someone who wasn't the happiest person. So my job was to go in and put a smile on everyone's face but like, and make did sure you, they were happy. So it was every step I of mean, the way. I mean, you didn't have the internet, though. You no. Didn't have, I mean, were you reading before. books? Did no. you have mentors? I mean... I mean, how did you learn the skills you working needed to learn? It, working through it. Just and working it out. Honestly, working it out. I mean, I had to go, and it was learning the hard way, honestly. Um, yeah, I didn't take classes. I didn't go to school for it. It was literally, I learned on the job training. And it's, you know, each lesson, each thing, you know, you encounter, you grow from each step. I mean, I was in charge of inventory. I was in charge of the receptionist, hiring, firing. Um, you make your choices, and... It, it it it's it is it's each step gets you further and further and when you look back at it it's I never like even owning my own salon it wasn't in the cards like I want to own my own salon I didn't reach out plan to do that it just kind of fell in my lap because they happened to be selling the salon and offered it to me I'm like I had never thought about all it right. I was I was doing my own thing and I loved doing my own thing and but this 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 is what I love it. And, and there are two things that I really try and drill into kids' heads at least. Number one, don't wait for opportunities, make them. And you were doing that. But the second one is when you get an opportunity, <coughs> don't take it, master it. Oh, when and I did that. I that's mean, what you were doing. Well, with products, know? that's where that started. Well, so yeah, so now yeah, you, have, where it started. you have this whole career and, you, and you've got a salon and you've got all these amazing celebrities and you're getting all this buzz. Boom products how does that happen it, well that started because it was when i was 19 and the company i worked for didn't have their own deep conditioner i asked them why not and just because i asked that question they said well hook you up with the lab so they did and i met with the cynthia at the lab and she and i worked together to create a great deep conditioner later on they wanted to create a more natural product line i did that for them as well um, that was all theirs and i had the knowledge and know how the experience with the labs so it wasn't until years later when I opened my own salon, 1993, May 1st, 1993, that I just knew every time I lathered up the hair, my hands would crack and bleed. I just knew how harsh the chemicals were. I knew what it felt like on my scalp and my hair and color going down the drain. So I knew I wanted to change that. So the day I opened my salon, I realized I don't have to sell your shampoo anymore or your products anymore, that I can create what it is I feel is best to use on myself and my clients. And that's where it started. And because I had the knowledge and because I asked the questions, so by asking questions, you sometimes open doors. And just because um, you may think 
it's an odd strange, there's no such thing as an odd question or a stupid question or whatnot. And you hear that all the time. Right. It's if it's in your head, you want an answer for something. So ask those questions because you have no idea what door they might open. So once I started developing my own products and I work with a lab, it was just like, you know, it was amazing because this was for now myself, not just for somebody else. But but how did you actually physically make the products? I mean, did you hire a lab and say make X, Y, and Z? Or did you start making a concoction and <laughs> testing it out? I mean, both, what was like both. the real beginning? It actually, was, it actually was both because the formulas that I created for the company I worked for, um, they were great formulas. It was a primrose shampoo, sage conditioner, rosemary conditioner. Once I started giving up lather and I realized, because I, I would have to shampoo and condition twice a day because my hair, my scalp would be so tight when I cleanse with shampoo, it would tighten up and it felt itchy and really irritated. And then by the end of the day, I'd be all oily. So I knew I have to stop stripping my scalp. I have to find a way to cleanse it with that. So the other conditioners I created for them, I started mixing them because one was more astringent, one was more moisturizing. And I did it on day one. I'm like, wow, my hair lasted a whole day without getting oily. Did it on day two, day three. And I just kept going on day and day and day. Finally, when I realized I wanted to create my own product, that's what my starting ground was. It's like, this is what I've been using for the past Gosh, at that point, it was almost three years. It's all I've used. I haven't touched shampoo in three years. Here's what I've been using, mixing these two. Now let's create something. Like I could bring you any example. This is my starting ground, but I don't want to end here. I want to end over But how do you know what to put in there? Um, the original, working with, working with the original lab. And then also, when I first formulated mine, I literally went to my garden and up on Mulholland Drive to get some eucalyptus. But I literally got rosemary, sage, eucalyptus, apples, bananas, pears, boiled it up in my kitchen because some of those properties are astringent and cleansing right. and clarifying, and some are hydrating. I was able to cleanse my scalp with just literally like a tea, like an elixir, but my scalp was clean. It didn't feel stripped. My hair felt shiny and all those elements, and that's when I thought, you don't need all those chemicals. You don't need all those harsh chemicals that are stripping your skin and your body and your hair and everything, and that's when I started. So going to them, I knew the elements of what I didn't want in the product 100%. Don't put A, B, C, and D in there. And then for almost five years, I worked with them, kept switching up and changing it up. And for five years, literally, I would cleanse half my head with formula A, half the head with formula B. And as it kept switching, it was literally half and half. So I would know which side I felt better and looked better when I'm cleansing it. And each day they'd be like, oh, that one looks better today. That one looks better today. And it went on for five years. So five years, right, it was right. like a half and half. And then once I was really satisfied with it, then I started having my assistants and my stylists using it and getting their feedback. And then all your then we friends. started having clients. <laughs> right. No, we had clients. We had clients right. and we said, would you want to come in two or three times a week for a blowout? And we'll comp your blowout if you give us your feedback on the products. And we did. And that's what it was. When everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And they couldn't go without it. Then I knew, okay, we're ready. And it took almost five years for the launch. But also, I've done it on my own. I never had business partners. I've never had any loans for it. I've never had investors, any of that. I've done it on my own. So I had to wait until I had the money to even start it up. And it took almost five years till I launched the first 2,000 products, which was under the minimum to be even filled at a lab. So I had to make the bulk of the lab, take it to another lab to fill it because their minimum was like 5,000. Right, I'm like, right. I'll never get there. I have to start somewhere. So that's part of it as well is starting where you can, where you can jump in, jump in. 
And now you're selling <laughs> the product in your in your salon. Yes. On QVC. Yes. And where else? Um, well, we have infomercial. It, it start, all started in 2005, uh, August 27, 2005. I started at QVC. I've been there. I'm going on my 14th year this year. We'll be You're one of the most year. successful. He yeah, is one of the most successful people sure. ever on QVC. Thank you. Yeah. And it is. We, oh, gosh. We just got nominated again. So Customer Choice Awards is the Customer Choice Awards, which means like People's Choice Day Vote. And we just got nominated again. It's our 10th year for Best Shampoo. Um, it's our 8th year for Best Remoist Conditioner. Our Ultra Nourishing Body Treatments nominated. Our fragrances are nominated. That's awesome. Um, my hairspray is nominated. And our customer asked for uh, aerosol hairspray for years. And I kept saying, I can't do it, can't do it because the environment. I'm like, I'm not going to be irresponsible like that. Finally, two years ago, I was able to create an aerosol hairspray that's environmentally friendly and it's deemed environmentally safe and friendly. So that's nominated. So it is. It's like, uh, I'm excited about it. I listen to my customer. And that's how I grew from one product to over 600 plus products. And also the other part is I suffer from migraines and I keep anyone around me that I can control fragrance away from me and out of my life because it drives migraines to me. But the fact that I've created over, I think it's 18 different fragrances now that are as clean, fresh, and pure as I can keep them without those harsh synthetics or right. musks, I can wear them and they can be around me. And it's like, I love that element because it was always like no fragrances around how did when you when you did QVC, did you just like jump on there? Because when I did QVC, we we uh, we had our our breath RX products on there. I actually worked <coughs> with a media trainer and practiced for like a few weekends before I went on there because it was so foreign. You probably just went and did it, right? Um, did you work? No, with hold on. I'm trying to. I have to add this up accurately because QVC and my infomercial happened at the same time. Um, I did home shopping. It was shopping 2005. Network. So it was 2005. So for QVC, it was cold cut, boom. It just is what it is. You go, they do a literally a little quick test for you. On right, it, right, right. And you either pass or don't. And I passed it, thank God. But you're nervous as I, I've never it's been. It's crazy. As, I've never been I, I want to explain to these guys my life, what it's happened. Live. It's, it's live. live. Okay, so I, you and I have both been on tons and tons of TV. And you know, when you're filming a show, even like the doctors, whatever, it, it's called live to tape. So if you make a mistake, you can actually redo it. Extreme makeover. <laughs> For every 200 minutes that we filmed, one minute made it on TV. Now, when you're on QVC or Larry King Everything Live, <laughs> it's live. And it's scary because you're sitting there. There are three cameras and there's no people in the room. It's all automatic, right? So you only know like what's on by by the little thing. So not only are you talking, and then the cameras are moving, and then they're talking in your ear. So I'll say something like, um, "Yeah, oral malodor originates on the tongue," and all of a sudden, like ding, 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 like the light, the the boards start lighting up. Then they start telling you, "Talk about that more." So you're doing that, and then they have callers, right? who are calling yes. and asking questions. That's yeah. hard. Yeah, and it, you have no idea what calls you're gonna get. I just came off a radio show right now. I did the uh, XM radio for Radio Andy, and it was, we had live callers. You have no idea what's gonna come your way, and it's it's spontaneous, it's live. And I think that's what's cool about live, and that's what I respect and I love. I mean, we grew up with Saturday Night Live. 
But even with that, they go through in rehearsals throughout the week. Right, right, right. With QVC, as there's no rehearsing. You get mic, yeah. you go on, it's and it's crazy. like there's no scripting, there's no rehearsing. You can't because it's authentic, and you can you have no idea which direction it's going to go or what's going to come up. And and I love it. And people always ask me, do you get nervous? I don't get nervous. You, they have you get excited, well, you, right? You, you, there's goals that you, right. they expect you to make, and that's my only concern is I just hope we make our goals because that's what keeps you there. Um, but, yeah, I do get excited, and it's the education. And I know you're the same way. It's to help someone, to educate someone, to motivate someone, to inspire someone, and that's what it is, and that's why I enjoy it. But it's not that I love it. That's not, I don't hate it. It's just as part of what I do is how All I right. accept it. If I had to say Chaz Dean... <laughs> What would you say is the secret to your success? What would you say it is? Um, staying focused, determined, and motivated. Yeah, you can't you can't fall off that track. And I know I've talked about that a lot. Um, you have to stay focused. You have to know where you're going, and you can't you can't sway from that. You can't. And it didn't take me again. It came up on my radio this morning. Is is um, you you just have to know the goal and you have to stay on it because it's it's a tough one. I, my point is, it took me twenty plus. I started when I was nineteen. You know that there's no secret there. Well, you're and uh, I did twenty one now. So. Thanks. <laughs> no, it's been I've been doing this for years. But the point is, is it wasn't until two thousand eight that I really hit that ceiling and broke through that I didn't have to. Up until two thousand eight, it was juggling bills and which one do I pay and I don't want the lights to turn off, electricity to turn off, and I want to lose my spot. Right. I don't want to lose my home. And it wasn't until 2008 that I could like, okay, I can breathe. And that's when my product line was able to grow as well because I finally hit a plateau that I'm like, now I can yeah. start to see more growth. And that is the other part is you have to grow incrementally. And I've tried to help people. They want everything overnight and you can't, if you want a success, that's not how it really works. I've, I've worked with many people that are building either belt lines, clothing lines, purse lines, whatnot, and they want instant gratification. I'm like for every dollar you make, you need to invest 75 cents of that back into your business or you're not going to grow. And they don't understand that. They don't understand how much it takes. Otherwise, if you do 50-50, that's fine, but you're going to stay exactly where you are. You need to put three quarters back in in order to keep growing. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. They're not willing to do that. And you know, one of the other things I love about you, I also love the fact that he is so philanthropic and that you give back. You know, along the whole way, you've always made a commitment to help people out. And I think that that, to me, is a true sign of a successful person. Because there's a lot of people in this world that make a lot of money and do really well, and they don't really care about other people. And that's just not you. You're no, so philanthropic, yeah. and I love that about you, Chaz. Yeah, I always have been. Um, I'm being honored this weekend for Project Angel Food because I've been in love with them for years upon years. Um, we're actually on one of their vans because we donate the vans and my angels, my four-legged angels, angels are on it. And when they did their interview with me, because I thought back, when did that start? Because I've always been that way. And I realized it probably was when I was probably seven or eight. My mom drove a bus for um, disabled. And she would, we would be invited to dinner at their homes. She would invite them to dinner at our homes. And it made you appreciate because you take for everything. You can easily take things for granted. And it made you appreciate because many they had many different like cerebral palsy or whatever their issues were. It made you realize and really appreciate life. So I think that's what opened that up for me is to appreciate everything that's around you. And I do realize that every step I do, I just hope that I have a team of people that are with me. I just hope that it ripples out and that they 
reach out and do the same because a lot of people don't and I don't right. understand I don't understand that you and there's people I that make a lot of money it's like there's you, you that to me it's, that's horrible it's terrible I agree I, I just I've always done it and even when I didn't have the money to do it because again it didn't come through until 2008 but even back in 1993 when I opened my first salon we used to donate our time cutting for the junior blind doing right. all different chairs you do what you can whether it's your time your money or resources Everybody can do something, and if everybody did do something, it would be a much better world. Yeah. Okay, I agree. Last thing, <laughs> what's next? Oh God! I mean, you've uh, done all these amazing things. What's next for Chaz Dean? Well, we are opening a location in New York, but they've been asking forever, forever. And I tried a couple of years ago, but with QVC and everything that was going on, I couldn't stretch that thin. But it was going to be a full spa and so forth. But this is going to be a retail space and a uh, salon space in Greenwich Village, which is amazing. And I'm really excited. And they're really excited. Um, I purchased space almost three years ago. It's in a landmarks building. So it's taken a lot of time. So mm. I'm hoping that by next summer it's open. But I'm really excited about that because I love going to New York to live there. It would be a lot because I need nature and all that around me, like close by. But it really inspires me. You get off the plane or however you get there. And just so much around you that it's really inspiring. So at LEAP, we talk about being a 10, act like a 10, walk like a 10, talk like a 10. When we sold my company, Discus Dental, we sold it on 10, 10, 10 at 10 a.m. October 10th, okay, so 2010. And I got the merger documents <coughs> at 9 in the morning. I waited till exactly 10, signed it, and we sold it at 10 a.m. Chazzy, thank you so thank much. You. You're the best. Thanks thank so much. Here Next week, we will have another great Meet the Mentor. Till then, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.